Welcome to the Lady Stuff Podcast with Kelly and Tiffany, the two licensed midwives behind Beautiful One Midwifery. This is your one-stop shop for all your Lady Stuff questions and topics. We are passionate about educating women, offering alternative solutions to common female health issues, and normalizing your body and your questions. Join us each week as we tackle new topics and laugh along the way. Welcome back to the Ladies Stuff Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Tiffany. I am the second host, Kelly. And I am also the first host, <laughs> Tiffany. But I'm also here too. And it's the two of us with our friend, Rachel. Rachel! It me. Yeah. You are the guest, the one and only guest. Thank there's you two hosts me. and one guest. <laughs> Anybody keeping score? There's three of us. <laughs> three. <laughs> three ladies. Talking about stuff. Lady stuff. Yeah. Rachel introduced herself to the audience okay. that is Lady Stuff listeners. Hi, Lady Stuff listeners. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> My name is Rachel Harris, and I am a placenta encapsulation specialist and previously a childbirth education specialist for the last decade and Ooh. friends with these amazing ladies and midwives. That's a great intro. Yeah. Thank you. My voice got real deep. Yeah, I was going to just record. I'm just going to like pull jazz. that and I'm just going to pull that into lots of different episodes. I Please. Just, it feels good. Placenta, placenta, placenta. Specialist. <laughs> That's what she said. Okay. I'm done. Okay, so... Uh, and what is your birthing history? Give people a little oh background gosh, on because we're going to talk about body stuff. What has happened in your body with babies? <laughs> How much time do we have? The um, overview, the yeah, like the wide lens, yes, because you've got a few. I have so many babies. I have given birth to four children: mm-hmm. two boys, two girls. Um, I started with my eldest daughter who is almost 13, and I had an unmedicated hospital birth with her. Took Bradley Method classes. That's how I learned about all of the things that I know now. That was the beginning of the end. And then the last three kids I had at home with my amazing midwife. And I just became obsessed with all things natural childbirth, all things home birth. And here we are today. Here we are today. I will say, I was at Rachel's fourth birth, where she wasn't quite sure she was in labor, and then we had to pull her pants off of her because she was pushing her baby out. <laughs> and I was like, if you ever have a fifth baby, you're going to wake up, and your baby's going to be like, in breast crawled already, <laughs> <laughs> breastfeeding. Oh my gosh. That's oh, pretty great. Hello, baby. I love hello, those good pictures. morning. So I good. Kelly got to my house, and I'm like... I'm sorry. I feel really bad. I don't know why you're here. Like, I'm not even laboring. I'm I've so embarrassed you're here already. Yeah. 20 minutes later, baby. I'm like, no. They're like, let's move her into position. I'm like, no, his head's out. And they're like, no, it's not. I'm like, pull my pants. Uh, my oh. pants. Yeah. For, and we pulled her pants off, yeah. and um, there was baby head. Uh huh. I had That's this whole birth plan. My birth yeah. boy is leaning over it. Had like no water in it. I was very there's a solid upset. inch. Maybe yeah. Something happened with the hose. I was fully was clothed, wearing a Ramones shirt and like stretchy pajama <laughs> pants. A few minutes before she had her baby, she was like, "I don't know why I feel so much pressure." <laughs> 
I tell you. I'm not in Libra, but my butt's exploding right now. What's going on? <laughs> Something's definitely wrong. Yeah. This head's going to fall out in these pants for yep. sure. And it did. And it did. Fun times. Very fun. Great. Fun times. So today yep. we're talking about becoming body literate and just the idea of like, what is body literacy and how do we understand what's happening in our body? How do we talk about it better? How do we learn more about what's happening in our body? But before we get to that, Rachel, we have a little segment on the show called Chronicles of Vaginia. I love that. <laughs> and it's an opportunity, really. Really? It's yeah. for you. <laughs> to share any interesting, fun fact or story about something that has happened in or around your vagina. Mm. Love that opportunity. If you, ha- if you have Hot something mic. to share. Okay, well, I have a first period story. Yes. Which are always, you know, uh, fascinating. Yeah. I feel like it tells so much about somebody's, (laughs) like, life and upbringing, their first period story. Yeah, mine definitely tracks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I was the last out of all my friends to start menstruating, and I felt like a total loser. Like, everybody was turning into a woman, and I was just completely left behind. Mm. So sad, so pathetic. So my best friend Ashley had her 13th birthday party at Ponto Beach, and I was so excited to go. Like, it was the party of the school year. Of course of it was, because it was a 13th birthday I party. Mean, yep. what's better? So I woke up that morning, and I had started my period. My mom would not let me use tampons and gave me some pads to wear to the beach in your bathing suit <laughs> yeah those 90s pads super thin super oh, like, yeah. yeah super incognito incognito play text life so i brought a stack of pads put some <laughs> <in my laughs> to the beach i oh well, goodness like, gracious if you have never gone into the water without a pad you there's no fear there. You have no idea. No, you about have to happen. No to idea. And then you go. So there's swimming involved in this story. Oh, there's so much swimming. See, I'm like feet deep, calf deep, knee deep, thigh deep. All of a sudden, I'm back to infancy, full oh. diaper status. Like <laughs> those freaking beads, oh, absorbent so beads, just expand like crazy, and I'm like. What's happening in between my vagina? Like, <laughs> like squish, oh, squish. Oh, you can hear it. Probably. So I'm like swimming. I'm like push through. It's gonna be fun. You'll get out. You'll go to the bathroom. Well, the like the the beach. Oh, it's so bad. The bathrooms are nowhere near each other. So I like slosh back, like with my legs like eight feet apart, and like walking like a cowboy. So weird. <laughs> And I change the pad, and then I go back, and, like, I think we're done swimming. No. We had, like, had a snack, and I went back, and I'm like, here we go again. And you just went back in the water. Oh, yeah. Like, you you got to be with your friends. Yeah, because oh. you're like, I can't just sit here. I, I have, have all the fun. FOMO to the umph degree. Like, uh, if course, this isn't the story teacher. about it, like, forget it. So it was several times of me going to the bathroom, <laughs> so thinking bad. nobody knew. It was mortifying. And so, like, parties wrapped up. It's done. I survived. And Good work. And we go out, thank you, to the parking lot. And I see my uncle, out of all people, with my cousins. <laughs> one's a girl, you're younger. One's a boy, you're older. They live in Temecula. All of a sudden, they're, like, booking it through the poncho parking lot. And they're, like, 
white convertible. <laughs> my boy cousin is waving like a helicopter, a white <laughs> towel. And my uncle, who is so inappropriate and insane, was honking the horn, going, Rachie Pagey got her first period. Oh. Like as loud as possible to Everybody in the parking lot, everybody's like lined up at the showers, waiting for the restroom. I'm so uncomfortable. It was next. And then you got in the car with those people? Yeah! My (laughs) mom didn't even come to pick them. She sent them to get me and like and told your uncle that you started your period. Not only did she put me on blast, but then she gave them an accessory to wait. Like who does that? Like what is wrong with these people? So yeah. So that's where it all began. That's where it all the beginning of the end. Oh, my little heart is broken for a 13-year-old Rachie That is kind of rough. Did it ever cross your mind that maybe you didn't need a pad in the ocean? Uh, No, literally not even once. Not once. Yeah. Because uh, there was never anything really on it. Right. It was very clean. Oh, Just super filled with super salt water. <laughs> so much salt. Oh, my gosh. All right. So did anybody ever say anything to you about this? Not that I remember. No. Okay. Oh, that's good. Thank God. I just remember. I And if they did, it all was overshadowed by my family showing up. Uh, uh, like 100%. 100%. Yes. Who could be embarrassed that. about your if period? I do a hypnotherapy when... at some point, and it comes out. <laughs> that's what is very yes. real to Yeah. Uh, well, that's a good chronicle. I'm, yeah. I'm going to file that away in one of the best <laughs> chronicles. That is a thing that has happened in your vagina. <laughs> okay, so body literacy, the definition of it is the observation, the learning about, and the understanding of your body. And in my experience, and it sounds like yours also. <laughs> that was a good intro. It's yes. not It's not taught or encouraged in us as we're growing up, right? No. Like, maybe if we have some good parents, they'll tell us, don't wear a pad in the ocean. <laughs> maybe. 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 Um, but most of us who are in a space of having some body, body literacy at this point in our adulthood, it's all been acquired in adulthood. We've yeah. We've got to kind of figure it out. Um, so what was your experience like <laughs> outside of this one incident? What was your experience like growing up and just understanding your body in general? Yeah. Minimally talked about. Yeah. It just like wasn't a thing in your family to be chatting about that stuff. Uh, no. I mean, I honestly can't remember my mom ever speaking to me about what was happening in my body unless I was like, whoa, whoa, what's this? Mm -hmm. And then she'd be like, oh, that's this. So you had to initiate the conversation. Yeah, it was very passive in that. Oh, third grade, Christmas, when you're eight, right? Eight, eight in third grade. Um, Santa gave me teen spirit. So, like, my mom should have given me God. Clearly not is from, this, it was from Is this Santa. why I'm jacked? Okay, yeah. like, my mom even told me I'd be out. And, like, my body, things I've learned about myself, my armpits will 
reek. Like, mm-hmm. I need to wash. I remember growing up seeing my grandma, like, wash her armpits in the sink <laughs> with a washcloth and be like, what the hell is wrong with you? You, like, garbage person. I really person. am enjoying your family. And now, like, that is me. I'm like, I'm my grandmother. Let me yeah. wash my armpits midday because I sting. <laughs> Cinderella, but, like, not as cute. Like, my mom wouldn't tell me, you mm. have B.O. Santa was a real tool, got real passive aggressive, <laughs> and gave me cucumber Miss Teen Spirit. And so, like, that was my... Cucumber <laughs> Miss. Me too. Oh, I mean, got the smell. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yep. you know that smell. 100%. You've ever been in Bath and Body Works. Which is really fascinating to me because you were one of, like, the first people that I really, like, met in the birth world. And I was like, oh, she just talks about vaginas and, like, stuff. Like, so cat... Like, it was just very comfortable for you. So it's just an interesting thing to be able to witness somebody, like hearing your upbringing and then being like, oh, but you're a person who uh, is totally comfortable talking about potentially awkward or, like, taboo stuff. Yeah, and I think a large part of that is my family was so weird with their sense of humor to Mm. where I had thick skin and learned, I mean, like so many other people, like, you either let it bury you or you rise up to it and you talk about it. Because if you talk about it, nobody's going to make you feel awkward about it. If somebody else starts talking about it, Mm. maybe that's off-putting. And so that mixed with just growing up and my own just, like, personal sense of self and experiencing my body and having kids and getting to know my body in a different way. I think having kids, too, you just... You either shut it down or you embrace it, and I embraced it. And so mixing all that together, since then, I've been super comfortable with every part of my body, mm-hmm. even if I haven't loved it at the time, because everything's, mm. like, changing and transitioning throughout life. And I feel like, you know, when we're 60, our bodies are still going to be completely different than they are now. So it's just always evolving. And if we could embrace it and talk about it and talk about it with our friends in a setting that's safe, that really opens the door for everybody to be more comfortable. Boom. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's what we're all about here. It's yeah, for sure. The whole point of the show is to just give people some context for conversational elements of, yeah. like, this is happening in your body. Mm-hmm. Why do you think, and some of your upbringing points to this. <laughs> it's very colorful. <laughs> so colorful. Um, why are we so afraid to talk about our bodies. I think it might a large part be generational. Mm. Like our parents weren't really brought up with that as a topic. It wasn't on TV. If anything, like everything was shut down. You didn't talk about these things. And I think our age group specifically is one that is like, wait a second, this is from my past and it's not really matching my present and what I want for my future. And I think a lot of that conversation has changed. I think the birth world has really changed. Like home birth wasn't a thing, you know, like it is now 20 years ago. And it definitely wasn't mainstream like it is now, you know. And so I think just overall people have a different take on it and people are more comfortable and confident and we have more platforms and more support Mm. to where it normalizes it instead of turns it off or mutes it. Yeah, absolutely. Do you ever feel, um, because I I do sometimes, just because my personality is 
uh, out there a little bit more. I'm really comfortable talking about things. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like it's my responsibility to create conversations around these things so that I can model it for other people, whether that's like right or wrong. I'm like, well, I'm comfortable <laughs> talking about this, so, so here we go. I'm going to make all of you comfortable yeah. talking about this. Yeah. Do you find that in yourself? Hi, this mic on? Have we met? Yeah, Yeah, 100%. Because I think people, especially if they've been brought up in that closed-minded situation, or maybe they're just not comfortable themselves, or they don't have friends that they feel comfortable with talking about these things, sometimes people need to have it pulled out of them. They need to feel like, oh, this is normal. I can talk about this. This isn't just me, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that's why it's so great to have a different dynamic within your friend groups and to be outgoing and meet people that don't necessarily match your same personality. So you guys can bring out the best in each other and bring out different parts of each other that you haven't experienced before. Mm. Oh, that's real good. It's like a little, <laughs> little bit of friendship yeah. weaved into this one. About having more than one friend. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so you've had the opportunity. You've got several years under your belt of teaching childbirth education. You mentioned that like, you had taken the Bradley method. Mm-hmm. That changed your perspective of birth. I feel like birth is a huge aspect of just transformation in general. I think mm-hmm. pregnancy just opens women up to... Um, experience change. It's going to happen whether they like it or not. And you said, like, there's an embracing aspect of that. Mm-hmm. So the women who are embracing that transformation um, are into it. And, yeah. they, and they want that information. They want to know what's happening in their bodies. And that changes them. Mm-hmm. What are some of, like, those light bulb moments that you have seen as an instructor with women as you're, like, just going through your course and materials what do you think really impacts those that change in women geez there's so many things um it's interesting with women just being pregnant them not knowing all the things that our bodies are doing during pregnancy as you mentioned like body literacy is not something we're taught but really outside of the sex ed education that we receive in school, which is mainly information on venereal diseases, you know, and watching what the miracle of birth VHS, where you're like, what's, what, what? Why is there so much human care? Why is there so much human care? And this sperm is really living its best life. Like we're on a never ending journey. Like outside of those things, I feel like we're really not taught anything else Mm -mm. and it's insane when people would come into my classes and just for me personally going into my birthing class I was like I don't know why this thing is 12 weeks like what could we possibly need to know and then becoming an educator I'm like I could talk for 35 weeks eight Mm -hmm. hours a day like and we still wouldn't even cover what we need yes it's just it's insane just the short end of the stick that we get in education not just from our parents but just from the world in general on um these topics so i'd say women learning about what's really happening in pregnancy i i know i had it's interesting teaching for so long you meet so many different women and some of them have had um past abuses and so being able to cope with that and it Mm. not even like being triggered until you're pregnant 
mm-hmm. right? And then having to process that so you have a healthy, full birth experience. And then other women who've had eating disorders and gaining weight that mm-hmm. you need to gain during your pregnancy. And having just control seeing... over spaces that now you don't have you know, control yeah, over. Like your body is doing a thing that you have to kind of take the ride with. Yeah, yeah. and it's seeing everybody have their own lens um, when they look in the mirror mm. of what their biggest insecurity is. And Dang, when that's really true. Yeah. you're pregnant, you can't, the control is gone to an extent because a lot of us as mothers are going to do what's best for our babies, but not what we feel comfortable with as our own selves as women. So I think body literacy not only slaps you in the face when you're pregnant, like you have to come to terms with it at some point, whether it's in the beginning where your pants first don't fit or whether it's at the end where you look like you swallowed eight basketballs. (laughs) Like at some point you're like, oh, this is what is happening. And then you have the baby and you give birth and your body changes all over again and it's not your pre-pregnancy body and it's not your pregnant body which at some point you're like this is fine because there's a baby in there mm-hmm. but then after you're like there's no yeah. baby in there that's just fat and what the hell is <laughs> happening my thighs and my stomach mm-hmm. and it's the boobs and the milk and it's all crazy and so it really I wish this was something where there was just so much more support for women because it's such a journey and just getting to relearn your body um, and just being able to embrace it can be such an empowering thing and that not just empowers you as a woman, but empowers you as a mother. Mm -hmm. Like that could change the dynamic with your child and the whole journey into motherhood because birth pregnancy and birth is just the beginning yeah yeah there's a whole life after that yeah like that's the easiest part mm-hmm. but it's like the hardest part <laughs> but it's the hard, easiest but it, yeah it's just the beginning. Yeah, yeah for sure for sure I've seen so many women like realize uh well on this like different fork in the road right where like power is taken from them and then they have to work through that or they realize oh I actually have some I have power here and I can make decisions and I can learn and I can do the things yeah um and what different kind of forks in the road those actually are and we're all in the place where we need to be for whatever reason but uh it's pretty incredible as an instructor to be able to witness like yeah you're coming into this class because you recognize actually you have some power so let me like uh walk alongside you as you decipher what's right for you I think that's the best way to put it because there's nothing more satisfying than watching a woman find the power within her own body, not just to accept herself, but to birth and to mother Mm. and to be a partner to somebody like that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Like that's where women power comes from. If it's not that, what do you have? Right. That's beautiful. Do you think that as women embrace birth, and learn that they can trust their bodies, that there is like, ah, it did do, I did allow it to do the thing that I, that everyone said it was going to do. I was a part of that. Yeah. And now I'm on the other side and I'm like, yeah, actually that worked. Yeah. How do you think that informs their ability to trust then like their emotions, to trust their parenting instincts, to trust 
the uh, their breastfeeding relationships there, right? Like, can you mm-hmm. just see that snowball? Yeah, I think it's my whole goal with education was to take the fear out of the equation because the fear is the blinder. And at the end of the day, your birth is going to go how it's going to go. Yes, you have choices and there's options and there's care and there's environments and there's all these different pieces and aspects. But at the end of the day, you're intuitive above all. And when you remove fear and you have the support and foundation of facts and education on this is what's going to happen. So instead of being fearful and pulling back, lean into it, knowing that this is not only normal, but healthy and meant to be there for a reason. When women dive into that, they're able to trust their bodies. They're able to trust their instincts. And I tell them that that's not just birth. That's what it's about from now into forever. You're going Mm -hmm. to get advice on, of course, birth, but you're going to get advice on breastfeeding and co-sleeping and parenting and crying it out and blah, 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 blah. Like it goes on and on and on. And at the end of the day, if I can help you do anything, it's I want to help you get in touch with your intuition because that is what you need to pay attention to more than anything because people are going to come and go and you are a mother for a reason and you have this voice inside of you for a reason. Pay attention to it. That goes above all. Yes. Mm. And that goes for, like, no matter how your birth ends up going. You know what I mean? Like, that's uh, that's the foundational piece because you can do all the things and your birth, you're like, oh, that didn't end up the way I anticipated whatsoever. Totally. But you can still look back and be like, but inside of me. Yeah, that goes still, nowhere. Yes. Dep- it's not circumstantial. Right, it's exactly. It's just there. And so mm, if you can trust good. it as a woman... That's the most powerful voice you're going to listen to. Mm-hmm. Boom. Boom. Mic drop. Mic drop. Let me throw this thing. <laughs> yeah. Go. That was so good! <laughs> okay, so you mentioned a, a little bit <clears throat> earlier that having body literacy, being comfortable, talking about body functions, trusting and listening to your body, those kinds of things, um, learning that as a mom, we can do better for our kids. What are some ways just personally for you at inside of body literacy and teaching your children, especially like your teenage, almost teenage daughter, Mm -hmm. what can we do? What are you doing? What should we be thinking about differently as women who are like, nope, we know what's going on in our body. We pay attention to it. We talk about it. We listen to it. We take care of it. How can we do that better for our kids so that we don't end up sending them to the beach with a stack of (laughs) pads on the first day of their period? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I told my daughter that she had body odor. Uh, very Good job. Fret. Yep. Didn't like let that slide in <laughs> in a weird way. I mean, maybe it was too far away from Christmas. Uh, right? I mean, just couldn't yeah. wait. There, there was Easter. There's a lot. Leprechauns. I mean, there's I so many options. So many little so many, uh, fig- yeah. <laughs> characters Cuban could bring. Yeah. could have delivered <laughs> chocolates and deodorant. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think, well, I think I've been a very open mom in general about maybe things like I maybe shouldn't be so open about but just about like bodily functions it just is what it is it's not weird 
it's everybody is doing this same thing. It's their choice if they're talking about it or not, but it's happening, even if they're mm-hmm. silent. And I also think it's weird being um, in, like, COVID time mm-hmm. with a tween who's not in school full-time mm-hmm. like she was. And for my daughter, her best friend moved two weeks before, like, quarantine. So it's been, mm-hmm. like, a more isolating experience. So telling her that this isn't just her you know that's going through these things it's global it's everybody it's mm-hmm. everybody at this age and um, just making her feel connected in that and letting her know that her body is totally normal and totally beautiful and like no shame in her game and she's now at the age where she needs I just like I fully am like let me see her armpits is there hair under there and it's fully <laughs> like hair under there and now I have to teach her to shave which uh scares the crap out of me I might die <laughs> she's so uncoordinated her with her face <laughs> that, not like that <laughs> you just keep your hair on now my mom would not let me shave my legs I don't think she I shaved my armpits before. I didn't shave anything and then she, I had like dark I'm very light skin and my like leg hair was very dark growing up and she wouldn't let me shave until I was 13 it was like these weird things like a cut off age it wasn't like all my friends are shaving and I have dark leg hair and, I sh- and I'm wearing shorts and it's hot and I can shave now. It's like, no, landmark when you're 13. Uh-huh. So <laughs> guess what I did eight times on my 13th birthday? Freaking applied that shaving cream, shaved oh, them yeah. legs for like at a trip in Mammoth. I literally did it eight times in one day because <laughs> I was like, I've been waiting my whole life. I've been waiting my. I did it in the car on the way home. We drive through somewhere and I got a cup of water and I like oh, literally sat in like obsession. Like this is what happens to you when you deprive your children uh. of doing things that they just want to do to maintain their hygiene and body. <laughs> so I. Now, will not do that to my daughter. And, like, you have hairs growing under your armpit. Let's get rid of them. And this is how. And this is how you're going to shave your legs. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait till you're a certain age or there's something. I think it's really just you have to go child by child on what their body is doing and how and you come alongside more, of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And not make them, like, if she didn't want to shave, okay, cool. And if you want to shave, okay, cool. I'm going to show you how to use the razor shit safely. But... You know, doing that. Yeah. So fun. And what's her reception to that? She's like, oh, mom. Yeah. Yeah, of course. (laughs) We're like, we're doing the right thing. And they're like, oh, Oh, I hate you so much. I'm like, I'm being the best mom. And And I hope in, right, like 20 years, she's on a pot, right? She's like getting interviewed on a pot and is like, my mom was actually somebody who, like, was open with me. You know, like, I just, I hope that we're in this space of creating a new story. Yeah. Because I can tell a very similar story of, like, my upbringing and now my hope for my kids and my my daughters and my son. All of, like, they're just like, uh, this is amazing. I'm very uncomfortable. (laughs) It's good. It was good. Mm -hmm. Okay, so to wrap up, one of the one of the phrases that I use a lot with my clients, with my family, with myself is like, "Listen to your body." Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What does "listen to your body" mean? Like for the listener who's thinking, like, I don't know what body literacy is. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> uh, what is what is body literacy like? How do you actually practice that on like a daily basis? I think it's 
a more global phrase than I first realized. I think it's not just physically. I think it's emotionally, mentally, spiritually. I think it goes into just how you're taking care of your body overall, what you're putting in it, what you're putting on it, what you're doing with it. You know, and not just like hygiene and periods and vaginas and sex, but just how you're treating it holistically, really. Like, what's your body telling you? Yeah, what does your body need? And what does it need? And mm-hmm. how do you meet those needs and how are you matching that? Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yes. That's good. Yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Thanks, and for, thanks having for me. Sh- I mean, you shared some nuggets. You did. <laughs> wisdom. Those will stay with me. Uh, but also, I haven't laughed so hard in <laughs> many episodes, and your stories will live on. They will. Uh, these are these are very sad things that have happened to you. <laughs> now we need to debrief for a little bit and talk about your heart. <laughs> Yeah, but no, just want to thank you. Thank you mm-hmm. for coming. Thanks, Thanks for, for sharing your me. passion. Yeah, we love you. It's been great. Love you guys. Thank you so much for having this platform for women. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really fun. Cheers. 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 Uh, and we will catch you next week. <laughs>